Hello and welcome back to the Geekatorium podcast. Yes, uh, people who have listened to this podcast before and have suddenly looked at their devices as a notification has turned up going, there is a new episode. I know, it's been over a year since the last Geekatorium live, Geekatorium podcast. It was a live one, it was the last one. So thank you for your patience and welcome back to the show. there's, gonna, there's been some changes. Uh, we've had a little bit of a spring clean here at the Geekatorium, and uh, we've changed the format just a little bit. So if you're new to the uh, show, fantastic, you're jumping in at a right point. But please, go back and listen to what we did previously. Because what we used to do in the Geekatorium podcast was I'd, I, it would be myself, uh, Rick Carranza, speaking to a different guest every week about their geeky passions, and then at the end they'd get a chance to put something into the geek arc. That's all changed. Well, not really. It has, but it hasn't. What's happening now is is that it's, it became difficult for me to have guests on every week and organize that. So what's happening now is that every week, myself and Matt Blair, a musical comedian, really good friend of mine, we're going to be getting together and we're going to be chatting about all things that are happening in the world at that point that are geeky from a UK point of view. So we're going to be talking about the things that we're watching on TV, the games that we're playing on our consoles, the things that we're listening to, you know, other, even other podcasts that we're listening to, as well as talking about the news, the geeky news, the geek news that matters to you. We will be getting guests in as well, and we will still continue with the geek arc, but from week to week you'll be able to, we'll be keeping up to date with what's happening in the world of geek. And I hope you like it, guys, because I'm really excited about this new format. I think it's going to be great. But if you've listened before, welcome back. If you've never listened, we've got so many things that we talk about. We've also got so many places you can follow us. We've got a Geekatorium uh, is on Facebook. Uh, we've got a Geekatorium Twitter account you can follow as well. Please give us a like and a share on all your social media platforms. And for our old listeners and new listeners, if you really like what you're listening to, if you really like what you're listening to, you could, uh, you know... Well, Matt Blair. No, he's Matt. He's a he's a he's a bit of a musical comedian. He is, and uh, he wrote a song recently about how much he uh, likes uh, coffee. So you know, if you if you like what you're hearing, you could pop onto coffee.com forward slash Rick Carranza. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Rick Carranza, and you could buy us a, a coffee. I mean, we could share one if you just want to buy one, but you want to buy one us each. That'd be amazing. Um, and we'll use what we'll do is we'll take the money from, that you put in there, and rather than buying coffee, uh, we'll put it back into the podcast for better equipment, maybe getting guests and stuff like that hosting things that are unfortunately not free uh, but you know it'd be great if we could get your help with it so it's really exciting to be back this is i say not this is the first in our new format of episodes and matt has kindly also as a musician created a brand new intro so without further ado let's listen to the intro and let's go into the podcast Because I'm not gonna, like, it's got to be a nat, you know, when you do uh, you listen to podcasts, it's like, oh, they're just having a natural conversation at the beginning yeah. of the podcast. We're just listening yeah. into yeah. it. So they're going to know that we made a false. I, it was my fault, guys. I'm going to start was. off on the level. Absolutely saying, your fault. And we were just celebrating that you were such a man of the people as well. I know. Like, I, I, blame, I, I blame a piece of software on a nondescript computer. Uh, <laughs> are we going to try and not name brands or can I actually name it? I don't know. We were naming the brand of the beer that you were drinking a moment ago. We were, yeah. So <laughs> I blame QuickTime. 
time. Um, so <laughs> I also blame my Shure MV5 microphone. Um, so I, I also blame that I don't know how many bottles of Corona that you've already consumed before this I've podcast only had began. Two <laughs> since we started. Two. No, I've only had two today. Two today. Um, I had to drive um, earlier, so I didn't. I'm, I, you know, I just started drinking when I got back. Uh, so very good. Very good. Very good. Um, but yeah, it's how are you? How are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Just uh, as, as as I'm a little hungover. I had, uh, as I said. Uh, in the full start, and I'll say it again because uh, it, it, it just you're trying to make me feel bad again. now, aren't you? No, I'm not making you feel bad. I mean, if you're making yourself feel bad, that's your own problem. Oh, but, dude, uh... <laughs> you're mean. But but, uh, but yeah, no. Last night I had a Zoom wine tasting that was really just a wine drinking, and uh, yeah, killed a bottle of white wine and a bottle of cider, and I'm feeling fragile for it today. I think you deserve that. That's fantastic. I do um, deserve it. Thank you. It's funny because a wine tasting, you're not supposed to swallow with the wine, are you? You're supposed to like swirl it around and do the whole... There's some debate with that, but yeah, it's it, you are supposed to spit it out because otherwise you will be rat assed by the end of nah. it. So, uh, it's like a whiskey tastings, isn't it? It's mm. like, you know, you shouldn't drink the whiskey, all of it, because you will be hammered. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. I actually did. I, I, I've done a course. Uh, mm. I, I've got uh, what's called a W set. It's a wine and spirits education trust uh, i have a level wow. two i actually have a certificate that says how much more about booze i know more than you basically uh but uh but That's... in that in that we did loads of tastings but then they were like so when it comes to spirits we're not going to taste the spirits i was like oh you motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> what i love about that as well is like for a podcast called the geekatorium what you've done is that you have made wine tasting really geeky oh, by yeah. using the term I have a level two certificate for that. <laughs> I do. You made it so nerdy. I, do. I know more about booze than any of you. Screw you. Uh... <laughs> it's so good. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I think I have been up to what, like, 99% of the co- uh, the population of the UK have been doing, mm. and which is absolutely sweet fuck all. I say yeah. 99% because that 1% is Dominic Cummings, but it's like, I just literally have been doing <laughs> nothing. God, we've gone straight into being political. I love it. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It's my go-to joke now. Like, it's... Because it's so laughable. But, like, I, it's, it's weird because I think, like, I haven't actually, like, seen, like, another person apart from, like, apart from my wife uh, since March, since the beginning of March. Wow. Right? I, um, so, what ha- like, the, the background for me is, like, I just on the in beginning, end of February, we booked, last year, we booked a holiday to the Philippines. Mm. Um, and, because I'm part Filipino, we've got family out there, so I thought, oh yeah, Bernie can meet the family. Yeah. Philippines is awesome, we'll have some time out there, enjoy it. It was amazing, loved it. But while we were out there, it was like, we're, we didn't really have a lot of internet access. We had a little bit, every, every couple of days, we'd be able to get on and sort of check stuff. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell is happening back in the UK? Like, uh... it's incredible, like, and around the world. And when we were out in the Philippines, like, the, the, the worst of it was, like, we got, like, temperature checks in a few hotels and stuff like that as you're coming in. And on the day that we, um, the day that we left um, the Philippines, they announced, uh, it was on the news in the Philippines, that they were going to lock down Manila. And we're like, oh shit! Get, get the shit on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Just get on the plane now. Fly us God. over. That flight back though, like the flight over was full, absolutely packed. The flight back was really quiet, like really quiet. I got back and I was like, uh, I phoned up my work and I was like, I'm not because I've got uh, you know part time job and stuff like that. Mm. Turn around, I was like, I've been to Asia 
am I going to be okay to come into work? Because, like, you know, I'm worried about, you know. Um, and they went, no, that Philippines wasn't on the list of countries of people where they're going to, like, so you should be fine. So I went, cool, I'll come in um, uh, tomorrow. It's my next day. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. And then I got, and then there was a message. Ah, oh, no, no one coming to work. All the stores have been <laughs> shut everywhere. And I was like, well, that was good. <laughs> so oh, Jesus. I have literally, and it's and at the beginning of lockdown, I was like, okay, cool. I'll do all this stuff. I'll do like, I've been doing my song a day thing. Yeah, yeah. I've been like, I'll be really, really creative. Uh, we bought an Xbox One at the beginning of lockdown because we thought, oh, we'll do lots of gaming and stuff like that. And like the first couple of weeks, the first three weeks or four weeks of like lockdown, I was like, yeah, doing all this stuff. And now it's just like, okay, what is the latest time that I have to put proper clothes on? <laughs> why, have you, why do you even bother? Why, yeah. I, I, I've, had, I've had fun on pants-only days. It's, it's, it's oh, I need a pants-only day. I haven't done that yet. Oh, the most I've had is I've got like a Jedi uh, robe. Uh, yeah. dressing ground so like, I like walking around the house pretending that I'm the, the last Jedi uh, oh, <laughs> I survived fantastic. Order 66 fantastic I mean I, I've had a similar thing to, to you where I was as I said part time job as well mm. uh, and I'd only just got the job I was only like three weeks into it when lockdown happened so right. it turns out like um I, I, I was very lucky because I, I, I wasn't actually allowed to be furloughed, but I was allowed to volunteer to work a week on, a week off, week on, week off. So I've been doing a bit of that, um, which, which is good. But um, the other thing that happened, because, you, you know, but um, I, I, I do pub quizzes, uh, mm. which obviously I haven't been able to do because the yeah. pubs are open. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the just, just before lockdown happened, I was due to do a Harry Potter-themed pub quiz. No! And I already knew that 80 people had been booked in to to, to to come do it oh mate but this seriously is, no but no no this is before lockdown was even happening i was worried about doing this quiz because i was like do i really want to be in close quarters with 80 people 80 nerds uh, you know, <laughs> we know what the hygiene's like no uh <laughs> you know how we feel when we do like go to a convention and then the day yes. afterwards we feel awful <laughs> so, so true <laughs> but so i was really concerned i was like i'm about to go to this pub and it's oh my god and i get there the pub's empty the pub, really? was, the pub was completely dead. There was two teams that turned up to play, a team of three wow. and a team of four. And I didn't even need the microphone. I just stood between the tables and just, just did the so quiz. So you did the quiz, though? I did the quiz, and it was, it was just about a bit of fun. Uh, I, I, absolutely, I got really pissed because uh, I was just like, oh, okay, I can, can relax a little bit. And uh, they, they, they give me free beer there. It's fantastic. They're, they're a great pub. Uh, and uh, I, I just... I had a great time, uh, but I, I had to disqualify someone because they cheated. <laughs> Did they bring, were they trying to Google stuff? Is that what it yeah, was? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do how, like... how would you think you would not get caught if there were only like seven people in the exactly, quiz? Exactly, exactly. Because uh, I, I do this thing where I do an, a, a ridiculous question where it's like, um, I think it's like, how many times uh, does is this spell mentioned? And it, it's obviously a lot over the course of like the, the eight movies that came was out. Was it Expelliarmus? Yeah, it was something like that. Or no, yeah. no, it was also um, uh, how many? No, this was it. How many minutes does the Harry Potter uh, saga from movie one to eight? How many minutes? Ooh. How many minutes is it? And again, the idea is is that whoever's nearest. Mm. wins a drink and that's it okay, it's, that's it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, you don't yeah. get any points for it it's just a ridiculous question whoever's nearest wins a drink so someone started googling the run times of the movies and started adding them together and I was like no put your phone away like, that's it. 
I'm not even taking your answer. You're you're disqualified. And I just Mate. thought it was hilarious. It's just like it was just for a drink. Oh, like just man. just have a guess. Just play the game. It's, that's ridiculous. I love it. I love it as well because it's just hilarious. <laughs> but I, that's that's harsh, man. To the minutes. Do you at the minutes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But again, it's just, it's 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 supposed to be a ridiculous question because it's yeah, just because it's I fun. do um, when I'm doing Star Trek versus Star Wars. One of my tiebreaker questions mm. is so it's like if, if if we get to the end of the um of the run and um, uh, it's a draw. I'll do a tiebreak question, and one of the ones that I do there's there's two there's two main ones I do. One is uh, name as me, name three actors who have appeared in both the Star Trek and Star Wars mm-hmm. stories, right? Um, which is quite easy for two of them, and then one of them, you know, when you get to the third, everyone's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, is it just movies, or are you to, to account for TV as well? Everything. I could I could I could definitely name three three people who've been in both. Uh, Simon Pegg, yeah, uh, George Takei. Ah, um, well done. And uh, oh, yeah, you you might be right. And um, David, what? No, not David Warner. Uh, David Warner though has been in multiple Star Trek movies though. He has. Uh, oh my god! All of a sudden, my mind's gone a bit weird. So a lot of it is like if you've if you've watched like the Clone Wars, it's like actors who have been in that. Like George Takei was in. Clone yeah, Wars and stuff George like. Takei was in Clone Wars, and was he? No, he wasn't in one episode of Rebels, was he? No, no. no. But yeah, it's a hard question because like, that is a hard like, question. First two, like the first two that you got are the the ones that I think most people would get. Yeah. The third third one, there's there's actually about seven actors who've done it, um, mm. and it's just like whoa. Uh, but the other question I ask is, what is to the nearest hour? What is the total run talent runtime of the movies in Star Trek? And for, like, for the Star Trek team, for Star Trek, so for Star, Star Wars Trek. team, uh, Star Wars team, and whoever gets their time to the nearest hour wins the entire show. And it's hard, man. To the nearest hour is hard enough. Minutes? Oh, dude. That was, that's oh, like... yeah. No, I know. I know. No, no, I, get, I, get, I know. I know. I know. But I'm just like, wow, you are more brutal than me. Oh, yeah. No, I, no I, I like doing hard quizzes because what's the point? True. Uh, uh, you know, if it's... It, it separates the, the hardcore, because the people that do study and stuff like that, there are people that, like, know their stuff. And I'm not saying mm. they study specifically for the quiz, but they, mm. they just like to find every little juicy bit of detail out. Yeah, and I, was yeah, like, yeah. I was really proud that uh, me, me and my other half, we, uh, we, we went to, um, we did a Marvel quiz. Uh, I mean, she, she did. She did help a little, but most of the time it was just me because I was just like, I know this, I know this, I know this, and uh, we didn't win, but came second. And oh, I, nice. was, I was, I was, considering there was just two of us in the team, uh, I was really chuffed, and we That's did really win. Good. We won a picture, a cocktail picture. So I was quite, I was quite happy with that. Wicked. Yeah, Yay. I got to Welcome. celebrate properly afterwards. But it's like I've run quizzes as well, um, pub quizzes and quizzes and stuff like that. There's something almost satisfying in beating these people who think they know everything, isn't there? Like you know, like like the proper like hardcore quizzers. Like if you've written a question that they cannot get, you're just like, yeah. The sounds that I like the most is when you ask a question and you hear this sound. Oh. Yeah, uh, he's just like yeah. yes. <laughs> I used to when I ran a pub quiz in Edinburgh. One of my I used to have like stupid rounds as well. So mm. ones that like it didn't matter if you um knew stuff because it wasn't all about new stuff. So I used to have like paper airplane rounds, uh, origami rounds. I've done that. Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah origami, so just, origami's good. I got people to make. I did a DC quiz and they had to make an origami batarang. That's amazing. I love mm. that so much. Paper plane one is great because usually the people who are like, they overthink, the people who know, think they know everything in the quizzes overthink their designs and mm. then they create something that just flops. Whereas someone like the people who are like, 
you've you've written off at the beginning of the quiz because they've turned up with like I don't know like dildo straws and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Of like they 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 just do something that actually flies out the pub over Heathrow, shuts down Heathrow for a day. It's <laughs> like, incredible. I um, did a paper airplane round because uh, we did a, a 2019 themed quiz and mm. at the beginning of 2019 there was the Bird Box Challenge. Oh my God. The Bird Box Challenge. Yes. So oh. I got people to do like three, because I was like, I'm not going to get you to drive uh, blindfolded, no. uh, but we'll do like, so they had to like feed uh, they had to be blindfolded and feed their friend with just directions um, <laughs> and they had to make a paper airplane whilst blindfolded and it had to fly uh, that and all of this brilliant. sort of stuff so yeah that was that was that was fun do you remember the bird box challenge when that was the only problem facing the world at that oh, point oh <laughs> mate i remember when planking was the problem <laughs> like, <that> was... <laughs> it's just can we go back to those days the days when the worst thing that happened in the world was top loaders dancing in the moonlight. Like, those would be the days that I'd like to go back to. <laughs> but, okay, so we've been in lockdown forever uh, mm. now. Uh, it does, mm-hmm. doesn't it feel a little bit Shawshank Redemption? It like, does. does it, yeah. Oh my God, yeah, I never sort of thought about that. But yeah, yeah I have felt and like... Uh... It's the hope that kills you. Every time they announce that we're going to get, like, a little bit of quarantine lifted. We hope it's going to be a bit, a bit more. And then suddenly they show the, the figures going, oh no, actually things are getting worse. We're still going to lift lockdown, but things are getting worse. Yeah, no. like, Hope kills you, man. Hope will kill Well, and the, the, the disease. But the disease hope kills as well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's mainly the disease, but, but yeah. yeah. Um, so how have you been using this time? What have you been, like, what have you been watching? Let's, let's like, We've so what I've time. been watching, so so like from the beginning of lockdown, uh, one one of the big saving things was uh, Westworld. Uh, that, yeah, you that, are a big Westworld fan, aren't you? I am. Uh, I, I even because I am one of those sorts of nerds that I, I'm a forgiving nerd. So even mm. when things aren't particularly good, I will still like it. You know, I, I, for instance, I still watch The Flash. It's not very good, <laughs> but I will watch it because I want to get to the end because I need that closure. But yeah, completionist. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But Westworld, I thought was that the first season was very clever, and I really liked it. The second season was trying to be too clever, and it was very mm. messy. But right. this third season was great because the third season wasn't anything to do with the park itself. It was all what's going on in the real world. Okay. Um, and I thought that was really cool, and it had uh, some new characters. It had Aaron Paul from from Breaking Bad, Jesse from Boy, Breaking Bad. He was in it, and was he was... just saying bitch to everybody? No, oh, he was. No. He was quite subdued for most of it actually wow okay he was yeah. you know because he can do brooding really well uh, but there was this wonderful bit uh, where I'm watching it and I'm like I don't really get I mean he's a very good actor but I don't see the appeal of why they got him because he's not really a big pull these days mm. and then there was an episode where he was high for the whole episode because he'd been accidentally drugged I was like oh that's why they hired him because he can act the fuck out of being high just just that one scene like, yeah. that one episode yeah. the whole episode he was just, it was, it was really cool you'd like the concept of this drug it was called genre and you take this it's like a, an e-pill but what happens is you start um, hallucinating that you're in a certain genre of movie oh and my like, god like every hour it changes to like a different genre so one time he's like oh. in a 40s movie one time he's in action and then like at the end where they're trying to they're trying to be a bit deep and it was a bit too on the nose where he's like everything's really sort of fucked up around him and uh, we are swearing on this by the way aren't we yeah uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's fine but uh, yeah everything's fucked up around him and he turns to his friend who knows the drug he's on and he goes like what genre is this supposed to be and he's like this is real life, man. Cheese, uh-huh. like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, do you know what? Rather than genres, though, 
Like if I had to, if that drug if that drug existed, I would love it if it was like different director styles. Mm, right. Mm. So like you took you know every hour it changes. Like this is the Wes Anderson hour. Everything yeah. is just pastel colors. <laughs> you get the Tim Burton for that sort of weird moment. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and here's Michael Bay. It's just explosions everywhere. J.J. Abrams. Oh, I can't see anything because of all. Yeah. Tarantino. Oh, I've had my fingers broken. You know. Yeah. Right? So... <laughs> I had an ear. I had an ear an hour ago. <laughs> But that's awesome. I haven't watched Westworld myself at all. Um, uh, do, do check it out. It's really, really good science fiction. Cool. What really. else have you been watching? Uh, I, well, I watched Picard, obviously. Uh, course, um, yes. You know, how could you not? How could you not? Uh, and I liked it. Uh, what mm. else? Um, TV-wise, uh, I've been trying to, because uh, I did love Rebels, uh, mm. but I've been trying to get into Clone Wars. I've been yes. trying, 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 trying. I think we're on about the same episode. Where are you up to now? Uh, so I'm still in season one. Um, yeah, I'm, same. Is episode. So the thing is, I actually watched the Clone Wars when it first came out, and mm. I watched the episode, episode, and I made it up to about season three, and I can't remember for the love of God why I stopped watching it. Because right now I'm actually really enjoying it. Like mm. I was like, oh, this is really cool. It's fleshing out quite a lot, um, and you know I've heard that it gets better and better. I think I, just, I think it must have just been time that stopped me from watching it. Uh, I mean, it is a children's TV show, though. Like <laughs> you say uh, that, but some of it's quite brutal. There is, there is, there is a little bit of death. There is a bit yeah, of death, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. are more sort of the expendable clones that die the most. <laughs> uh, but it's, I've I've enjoyed it. Um, I have been enjoying it. The first season, I think, is really really good. There's uh, some really good arcs already building up, which is quite mm. cool. Um, so I don't know. Like, what do you think of it? I think it? I, I think I'm. It's 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 good now because I've I've watched Rebels and I'm sort of used to that style now, uh, so I think my big problem with Clone Wars and this was my problem with Rebels anyway, like it doesn't do and this might be a good thing but to me it doesn't quite work. It, it doesn't do like subplots like classic storytelling that you use on right. TV. It's it's like this is the thing that needs to happen and we just follow that story until oh, the I end. Oh, I know what you mean. So yeah, it's, it's, it it's never just cuts a, away. It it's never just cuts a story. Away. There's no B story. There's no B on. story at yeah. all. And and I find that it makes it a bit boring sometimes. I get that. I I, I yeah, I do understand what you're saying like that usually if you watch like I've been watching a lot of the uh, I've been oh god, Disney Plus, right? Yeah. It's, so I, it's, it's good. I've been watching The Simpsons, um, <laughs> and I'm currently up to season fourteen, I think. That's how long we've been in lockdown, people. Oh, <laughs> and it's it's great. I mean, I'm enjoying. I've enjoyed, I, I, the, especially the first ten seasons. Oh, mm, amazing. Yeah. Um, it's it's starting to drag a little bit, but in every single episode, there's an A and there's an A and B story. They don't just have like you know. Um, oh, shit. Is there? Yeah. Well, The Simpsons is, yeah, there's always A and B stories in The Simpsons. Yeah. There'll be like a Lisa and Bart story and a Homer and then and somehow story. They, and then they all tie in at the end at yeah. some point. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think, did the um, did the one of the Who have a A story and a B story? That's the one, where, that's right, if, like, let's, let's test my uh, Simpsons knowledge on that. The one with the Who is the one where there's the different uh, phone codes. Yes. And, so, and then all the rubbish is in one part and then they have a concert pretty much on the trash heap. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, no, no, yeah, well... Kind of. yeah. No, 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 you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's to a degree. Um, sorry, the nerd in me is like, no, I've got to correct you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they have the two different area codes. Like they, they, they go like, uh, we're going to change our area codes to 939. Uh, split them into 636 and 939. Um, and it turns out everybody who's in, I think it's 939, 
um, is from the poor side of town. Mm-hmm. And everyone in 636 is from the rich side of town uh, because it's easier for them to ty- type in 636 because they're closer on the dial. Um, so, But they're all on the rich side of town. So they split the town in half. Um, and it's uh, Springfield. And then the rich side calls themselves Ye Old Springfield. <laughs> Which is brilliant. Um, and then... Uh, Homer goes to uh, win tickets to tries to tries to win tickets to go see the Who and loses uh, because he dials the area code wrong. Oh no, that's it. He at the beginning of the episode he, is, he tries to um, and they're actually playing in. He was like, oh yeah, they're going to be playing in in Springfield. It's like no, they're playing in Old Springfield because that's where the Yahoo uh, the historic Yahoo Arena is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he steals yeah. them and gets them to play on the wall in. Uh, uh, yes. On between the Springfields, but I don't. I can't remember what the B story was for that. Um, it was probably to do with Bart. There, it's, there, there, there is. I, I'm pretty certain that every Simpsons has a B story. It's just they're not mm. always very memorable. But like, yeah, they, they, they're, 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 usually they're there just to add something. Like, it's yeah. just to give you a little bit of breathing space. That's the thing. Mm. It's just like because normally, like the main story, there's normally a lot going on, and it just gives you time to breathe. Just yeah. to, uh, sort of give you. I, I hate to use the word filler because it makes it. You know, but seem sometimes like, you need that. You do. You do absolutely need that because you need yeah. time to breathe. It's like, can you imagine if it's like saying if Infinity War was just the story of Thanos and it never cut to anything else and it was just following Thanos the whole time? You, yeah, you'd need to move true. away from that. You need to at least let that story breathe a little bit and like move on to something else. And otherwise, your mind gets tired. Yeah, it's well. true. Yeah, so I, I get what you're saying about Clone Wars. I mean, I'm enjoying it myself. I think it does add a lot of. St- backstory to to the movies to the mm-hmm. like sort of the oh, yeah. clone, attack of the clones and revenge of the sith yeah. but i do get what you're saying about it. it is literally just they do concentrate on this is the story mm. that's it yeah, you know, this is going to be the episode. Like yeah, this, this yeah, is going yeah. to be the episode, and like we're not going to stray from this at all. And and I have to say, like even the Mandalorian is a little like that. Uh, True. And yeah. it's obviously like Dave Filoni's storytelling style is that he just he doesn't like to deviate, and mm, that's mm. I guess that's fine. It obviously works because Clone Wars ran for seven seasons, Rebels run for four seasons, Mandalorian. Mandalorian's, Mandalorian's already been like um, uh, given the green light for a third season when the second Jeez. one's not even finished. So it's. it's you know, oh, that's another thing I've been watching other than Mandalorian. Uh, the documentary on the making of the Mandalorian. Ah, yes. Yeah. So I've I've only managed to watch like the first twenty minutes of the first episode. I mean, they're only about twenty minutes long, so you've pretty oh, okay. much seen first the first ten minutes. Of the first... <laughs> Sorry, be pedantic, won't you? You geek. Um, yeah. Yeah. If I'm, I love that. <laughs> if I'm going to correct you, you're going to correct me. Is that how this works? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so we're doing this. That's how we're doing this. Excellent. Uh, but it is really cool, though. The documentary is really, really cool, uh, especially uh, the fourth episode where they talk about the technology and how they made the effects. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Uh, and what was like amazing about it, it's um, these giant LED walls. So they have like the floor sets and like maybe the odd like sort of bit of rock wall or something. But the whole thing is just they're surrounded by LED screens, including, yeah. including the ceiling. Yeah, and the idea the idea behind it as as well what happens when the camera moves because it's all connected when the camera moves the background moves as well to make sure that everything is you know the right aspect of everything the right dimensions and all that and what's because he's got such a reflective outfit what it means is they don't have to one they were saying they don't have to digitally remove any green screen reflection on him Mm. and any reflection that's on him is 
actually from the LED screen. So you're seeing like the reflections of the proper set. That's it's brilliant. It's just brilliant. Yeah. I mean, credit due um, to the new Star Wars stuff, uh, the move, the new movies, and everything like that. Is that it is? It's that return to sort of live action effects. Mm-hmm. I think has made um, visually has made these new these new content quite mm. beautiful. Um, mm. Mandalorian looks stunning, mm. um, and a lot of it is so is is live action, um, and. Even the new trilogy is so much of it is live action, and so is whereas you know if you look at the prequels, it was you know I mean Attack of the Clones, Attack of the Clones was pretty much all filmed on blue screen, and it mm-hmm. was like you, you know this you see you see um, you see cuts of um, before the siege, and they're literally just walking in front of a blue screen, and you're yeah, just like it's awful. Um, and it hasn't it hasn't aged well as a result. No, so. it hasn't. And but what's been uh, it's what, uh, what's his name? Uh, Carl Weathers, uh, mm. Apollo Creed, because he's in uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. And he was saying that what's really good about the way they're doing it on the Mandalorian is every actor can see the set that they're in. They don't have to imagine it. Yeah. So if they have to point at something and go look at that thing over there, it's not two actors imagining what one thing looks like because it, two actors imagining the same thing they've still got two different ideas in their yes. head about what they're looking at. But when they've actually got the visual cue there, yeah. it makes it easier for them to react appropriately and to anticipate things more. And it's just, yeah, I can imagine, because I know that like, Ewan McGregor didn't really like doing the blue screen and green screen work. Uh, I think he, he went on record saying that he found that quite annoying. Mm. Uh, and I felt bad for him, because in Attack of the Clones, like, you know, all mm. that entire scene, but until he meets Django Fett, he is just filming on his own for about... He must have been doing that for days, all the stuff yeah. with the clones and the Camino, nice. the Camino people and all of that. It's just awful. It's really bad. Um, I want to talk to you, because I know what you have been watching, and I've been watching it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Harley Quinn. Yes. I haven't watched the latest episode. I'm a, I, I, oh, but, are you not? No, but the, the first two episodes were... Oh, so good. So, so I good. I just didn't know what to expect. And um, it, it, like, I watched it and I went, wait, oh, whoa, what? So, oh, okay, so it's going to be like, there's going to be swearing and proper, mm. like, oh, I'm reg- oh, that person's shin with her hammer. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah. And it it's was just great. like, it's brutal. And I've just, I have watched the latest episode and it made me laugh um, a lot. Um, and... It's, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's just so much fun. It's Yeah, it's, it's so much fun. It's got a great voice cast, like mm. really good voice cast uh, for um, for Harley uh, and Joker. I think I, th- I think they've got a really good guy to do Joker. It's Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, I think he could have maybe done a different creative choice with the voice um, because it almost sounds like he's starting to do a Mark Hamill impression but not quite doing it. Yeah, I, I I get that. I get that. It's still great, though. It's, it's still great. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't. It, he's not doing a terrible job. It's just like no. it's an almost, but not quite. It, but she's brilliant. Um, uh, Kelly Cuoco, uh, if if you don't know who she is, Penny from Big Bang Theory, uh, is the voice of Harley Quinn. Have you ever seen the Venture Brothers? No, I've not actually. So it's 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 quite similar in style to Venture Brothers, where like that's uh, like a, a riff on like Johnny Quest and that that sort of old animation style, mm. and it's all about um, what if uh, you had this sort of situation comedy with heroes versus villains, uh, and that's sort of what Harley Quinn is, except it's yeah, more yeah. just like the heroes aren't really. I, I haven't got to that point. I know Batman has shown up a little bit, but. Yeah, this I, I new episode if... has uh, Batman and Superman and oh, Robin brilliant. in it. Oh, and, brilliant. And the way they deal with those three characters is 
it's good. It's really, really funny. So yeah, it's yeah, definitely, yeah. Worth, definitely worth the watch. Let's talk about gaming. Gaming. Because that's the other thing as well, isn't it? Because you, you, you've just talked about Batman. Mm. You've been playing through yes uh, the arkham games haven't you there's 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 a thing that i wanted to achieve uh with with arkham knight i mean i've, I've replayed because there, there, there was this sale where you could get the uh arkham asylum and arkham city remastered uh and i uh bought those because they were dirt cheap it was like 12 quid so i replayed arkham asylum and then arkham city i started thinking oh well i've got time it's locked down i'm gonna do all the riddles in arkham city <laughs> <laughs> and oh, um, and then I realised there were four hundred or so of yeah, them, yeah, and then I, I decided not to do that. <laughs> uh, I decided to just go on YouTube and see the ending for that, and uh, sort of get. Was that it closure. worth it? Uh, I'm glad I didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. It's 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 a decent enough ending, but it would have been. It was. You don't actually like fight the Riddler or anything. You just do a pretty hard puzzle by the looks of things, and then yeah. just knock him out with one punch, and that's oh. the end. Uh, so, but then I got to Arkham Knight. Uh, so I redid Arkham Knight, and I I, I love the the trilogy's great. The story's really good. There, there are some you, you can question some of it. I can nitpick it, but I'm not going to because. It's a video game, and it, I, I'm, I'm glad what we got what we got, and it's fine. But I wanted to do the riddles for Arkham Knight. I wanted to get mm. that, because you had, cause that, that way you get the full ending of the full game, and there's not as many riddles as there were in Arkham City, and they're much more achievable. Okay. Uh, and uh, what I ended up doing, because I'd already played and completed Arkham Knight already, I replayed it, and then I thought, I'm not going to redo all of the riddles again. And then I just up, up, re-uploaded uh, my first playthrough and finished the riddles with that. So, <laughs> so it was, Nice. So I was able to cut some time off, but I did manage to get the, the, the 100%. I got the okay. ending. Uh, and, and that was worth it. There, there was a okay. genuine sense of achievement with that. It was, right. you know, it was almost like, this, especially once you've completed all the riddles and you're going through the city and you're like, it's all so quiet and... Oh, we've reached the end, and you you feel kind of sad about it, but at the same time, you're really happy that Gotham is now safe once again, and uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was it was a very good sense of achievement. I mean, you've um, you played those games, haven't you? So I've played I played Asylum and City. Um, mm -hmm. I remember when I first played Asylum, I actually genuinely thought my PlayStation had broken. Um, oh yes, that's a great moment. Oh my god, the scarecrow moment, and I was just like, what <laughs> the what's happened? Like genuinely, I was freaking out, and it was yeah. like. It's genuinely one of the best. That one bit was mm. probably one of the best experiences that I've had gaming. And it's not even the first Scarecrow bit because it's like no. it's like the final. I think it's the beginning of the final Scarecrow yeah. bit. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal because what because it, it it does exactly what Scarecrow would do in the like it, it sucks Ooh. you in and it's, it doesn't just like it's not just about disorientating the um, the character that you're playing. It's you, the player itself, is getting sucked in. Like, mm. and it was just, it's a phenomenal piece of gaming, mm. I think. Like, mm. um, so I've played that and I've played, um, I've played City. I love City. I think it's my, it is my, it's just phenomenal how large it is, mm. um, what you can do. Like, it was one of, the, it was a game that I got lost. I, it took me so long to complete mm. uh, because I just kept getting distracted. Um, I kept finding things to do that weren't the game, that, you know, yeah. that weren't, yeah. the, um, and I loved that. Um, but I never 100%ed it. I didn't 100% Asylum either. I never played Knight up until recently. Um, I take I, it, did the Batmobile put you off? Because that can put some yes. people off. Yeah, I didn't. Mm. Yeah. And I've only just, I only just started it at the beginning of lockdown and I didn't 
play past it i've i've because i ended up buying red dead redemption oh well, yeah <laughs> there you go yeah of course. yeah yeah and that kind of took up red dead redemption 2 and rocket league have mm. basically been demolishing my time um so i've been playing those and um i have start i did start it and i did you know i captured poison ivy at the beginning of the game mm. um and do you know what like i don't think i gave it a fair and before I started, before I played it, I was like, I, I'd written it off straight away, and mm. I, I realized I didn't give it a fair go. And like, actually, it's not bad. It's not the the Batmobile actually isn't terrible. Like, no, it's not. It's not terrible. It's just sometimes unwelcome when you're yeah. sort of forced to 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 do a level. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, like, absolutely. I don't want to do this now. I want to just <laughs> swing across the city. Let me yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 good. It's actually decent. So I'm gonna. Um, you know, we're still going to be like this for a wee while longer, and Ooh. I've got the Xbox now. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> I've got I've got time to do it. But Red Dead Redemption Two has been my like I can't believe that game. Mm. Like I just I just I've never experienced anything so immersive, and it takes its time. Like it doesn't rush you, uh, and there have been literal times where I've gone like I'm going to play a couple of hours of Red Dead Redemption. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go in. I've got to do the story. And I've ended up not doing this. I've gone, I've gone hunting for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I've literally just gone to ride on horseback through the... And like, just done some hunting and shored up my camp. Like, it's, I, it's like what I used to do with uh, Oblivion. Uh, mm. This is long before Skyrim. Uh, I, I played Oblivion. and I'd, I would do that. I would just be like, I, am, I, I have no idea if what I'm doing right now is part of the main game or just wandering around and just doing round I, I i sort of forgot like if i was doing the main quest or not yeah because it's just yeah, i love stuff like that though i, I those are the, the type of games that i love are games where i just get to do what i want to do so like i i love red dead because like i can do the, like in the same with grand theft auto it's like i can go do the missions when i want to but if i want to go drive over there ride my horse over here go hunting do what i want to do i can do that it's the same reason why like my, my favorite like other games that i'm playing right now are some some older like i'm playing the sims 4 mm. because it's you don't play the sims 4 you just let it happen which is great and you just poke people around and go like you go there now you go there you go there and that's quite satisfying for me i like i like having that level of control you like to play it. god is what you're saying yeah you like to play god. um there's a, another game i got it on the steam sale ages ago uh was surviving mars um not which heard is, of that Oh my god, I love it so much. Uh, you have to basically create a colony on Mars, and like domes okay. and everything like that. And you start off with like all the only thing that you know, you start off with a landing part, and you can only use droids. And then eventually, you can get engineers and scientists, and you have to. Th- is this a think... prequel? Is this a prequel to Total Recall or a prequel to? Uh... <laughs> um, I'm not, I might have made it like you know, it's uh, but it's like it's really really cool. So like you end up because. It, you, you keep going like, oh, I'm just gonna have scientists and stuff like that because I'm making. But oh, no, you need some engineers, and then I need enough engineers. If I don't have enough engineers, if I have too many engineers, but I need some geologists as well. And you have to start thinking about like all the jobs and stuff like that. So I love those types of games because, and then uh, because it makes you think about sorts of planning and stuff like that, and then it's slow as well. So like you, you can start a change and you mm. might not see it happen for ages, but you, you've got to really plan ahead. So that's that. I, those are the games that I really like. There's one other video game I wanted to talk about as well. Oh, go on. Um, Cause this was another one of those. I've got time. I can achieve this goal. I have always wanted to achieve this goal. Go for uh, it. And uh, have you ever played the game shadow of the Colossus? I have not played that. It is one of the most amazing games that's ever been created. Mm. Uh, and, it, you know, if, if, if you don't know it, quick description, there's no 
um, little bad guys in it. You don't fight lots of little soldiers and then fight a big boss. You right. just fight big bosses and that's it. There's, there's, <laughs> For the whole game, just like the whole game yeah. is just sixteen colossus, sixteen colossi. Wow. Uh, you got a horse called Agro, and it's aptly named because it's a pain in the ass to control. Uh, <laughs> and yes. uh, so you're you're riding this horse, and you've got this sword. You shine it into the light, and it points you in the direction you need to go to find the next creature that you've got to fight. And some of them are absolutely like the size of like skyscrapers, and you've got to like find a way to get on top of them and stab them in certain weak points. Yeah. It is wonderful. Now, what happens is, though, every time you defeat one, you've got like um, a, a stamina bar, mm. uh, which will determine how long you can hold on to something. So if the stamina bar runs out, you, you let go and you fall and all of that. And every time you beat a Colossus, it gets bigger. And that means when you complete the game and then you keep on rolling over, it still get, keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So you can complete the game like five times and your stamina bar is massive. Yeah. Um, the reason why, though, is because there's this, your, your, your base is like this temple and uh, you, you only see the temple in the closing credits of the game. You, mm. never, you never go to it during the game okay. unless, unless you've got stamina to very carefully climb the side of the uh, temple <laughs> and then you get to the top and then you get the trophy because we all want the trophies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally, I like, because I got Shadow of Colossus when it first came out, which I think was 2005, wow. I want to say. okay, okay. I got it on PlayStation 2. I got it on the remaster for PlayStation 3 when they did yep, like the yep. HD remaster classic series. And then they completely remade it from the ground up. Uh, and so, so it's 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 whilst it's exactly the same game, it's it's remastered for PlayStation Four graphics. Cool. And it's so good. It's a proper faithful recreation to the point where you like this looks exactly the same, and then you watch clips of the old game, and you went, oh no, that looks terrible. I, I see this does look a lot lot better. But yeah, I managed to climb the top of the Temple of Shadow Colossus, and it nearly made me cry that I actually achieved that in my lifetime because I never thought oh, I'd do it. Dude, I love it. And I, I, I need a hug. Can't give me a social I, distance well, hug. A social distance <laughs> hug. Like, oh, I'm gonna hug my web, webcam. Does that count? Um, he actually but, did it. You can't you can't see it, people. But he I know. Yeah, hug the camera. Then I did a visual joke for an audio podcast. Oh. That's gonna work, isn't it? <laughs> Shall we have a look at the news? Um, we so have what, some doozies of stories going on right now. Go on. What was the first one that you found? Well, uh, I mean, well, the obvious one that we we should probably get out the way, uh, and because this is related to a couple of the other topics that we we have here, uh, is is the Snyder Cut. The Snyder oh, Cut is real. Yeah. It's real. It's real. It's happening. I never thought it wasn't real. I knew it wasn't completed, and that's the thing. This is the the big argument. It's like you see, it does exist. It's like no, it doesn't exist. No, it still needs to be finished. Yeah, 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 it needs yeah. to be finished. So there's 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 a version of it, but it's not a finished version. He still needs to spend what twenty to thirty million dollars to finish the film. That's that's not like pocket change, you know. That's... And, he, and the other thing is, it's not getting released in the cinemas. It's getting no. released on HBO Max, um, and so... maybe not even as a movie. This is yeah. the thing. It's either going to be a four-hour four... movie or um, I think six episodes. I think yeah. it's going to be. So we might. It, it, it's not going to be what it was supposed to be. Either yeah. way, it was going to. And I think you brought up a point with me. Like we, I think we were discussing it. And you brought up a point where it's like you know it. It released. It got released in the cinema the way it was for a reason, you mm. know. Like well, it, no, it, well. To be fair, even when Joss Whedon took over, he was he was given a restriction that was very unfair to him, which was mm. this movie has to be less than two hours. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah. They did not want it to be longer than two hours. Uh, and there's there's another problem. The reason why it got released when it did uh, was because there was some sort of merger about to happen. And if the film hadn't come out before that, uh, if the film came out after that merger, some people would lose their bonuses. Right, okay. So there's a lot of business stuff that, that was going on that is a bit unfair to the cut that came out because the cut that came out, whilst it's fun, I, I think it's fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's dreadful to look at. Like Cavill's face, the poor guy. Like they, uh, When you've got the quality of the deep fakes that go on at the moment and they yes, still manage true, to yeah. botch his face that much. So it was mad because I, so I went to go see it um, in the cinema and I walked mm. out the cinema going, hey, that wasn't that bad. I actually mm. quite enjoyed that. Um, and then I re-watched it. Um, uh, but when it came out on, I think Amazon or whatever, mm. uh, so I rewatched it and it was like, no, this is actually god awful. Like <laughs> it's, 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 this is this is terrible. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like, and like, and then and that for me is like, um, and yeah, so it doesn't make any sense. There's, there's lots of weird cuts and jumps, and mm-hmm. tonally it's very doesn't make any sense because obviously you can tell the parts that are very Joss Whedon filmed and mm. the parts that are still Snyder filmed, um, mm-hmm. and he sort of like mashed yeah. it all together. Um, it doesn't like structurally it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense, and the but the thing is for me like the Snyder cut thing is like why do people think it's better when Zack Snyder's got complete control over what he wanted to do because. The same issues of not making much sense, weird cuts, not looking great, um, it's kind of mashed together, happened in Batman versus Superman versus Batman and in Man Ooh. of Steel and in uh, like, like he had complete a creative control over those ones. And yet they, you know what, if you if you said if you didn't say to anybody that someone came in and did the last bit of like Justice League and said, the who do you, do you think these were all directed by one person? Everyone yeah. would go. Yeah, they were. Because the thing is as well, because we all know that Zack Snyder went through a very um, difficult time uh, yeah, and... during that, you know, very. but there were rumours anyway that he was going to be removed from the movie before mm. the, 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 the personal events happened to him. Yes. Uh, so, so there was already whispers of that already going to happen. Uh, and also, because they were already in the middle of filming Justice League when Batman v Superman came out, so whilst they were filming it, everyone was reacting badly to batman v superman so warner brothers were a bit oh crap like yeah what are we gonna do like this guy's making the next film and like everyone doesn't like it and what are we gonna do so there's a lot of panic i think went on uh but the thing is like we've talked about this on another podcast but i'll just say again i am an apologist for man of steel i actually like that film i like that film and i've said and the reason why is it's a brilliant sci-fi movie it's just not a very good superman movie <laughs> i mean you're like you're allowed to like it but you are yeah. wrong no that's sometimes it's nice to wind you up yeah no i know that's yeah. fine that's fine you'll get yours uh but the uh, the score is brilliant um i think cavill is still a brilliant choice and it, it, this is actually news that came out uh yesterday uh, that Cavill is actually looking to be back on as Superman. I've heard of this. Like he might, they they might treat him like the Hulk, mm. where he'll just pop up in other Why not? characters. Yeah, yeah, Why cool. Not? Why not? I'd like to see. I'd like to see him and the current Shazam together. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> Look, we you know we've talked to death about Zack Snyder in the past, and I think like a lot of people do. He's very deci- divisive in terms of like DC fandom, in terms of like. Um, 
the the DC movie universe hasn't done as well as we'd all hoped it would do. Yeah. Um, especially when you consider that if you talk to a random person on the street and say name three superheroes, I guarantee at least two of them will be DC characters. Yeah. They'll they'll go Batman, Superman, and then they'll maybe turn around and say Iron Man because of what Marvel's well, done. Or say Wonder Woman. Well, you know. Wonder Woman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, They're so, more likely to say Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, exactly. And D- so DC kind of like they had an opportunity. You know, they, 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 they they've got the opportunity to have this massive universe but anyway so we've talked about that the thing is it's like and you pointed out you you sent a couple of other stories that have come across and i've come mm. across them as well um is obviously now that we've got like the snyder cut happening yeah people are now petitioning for the air cut well here's here's something i realized as well though that yeah the air cut of suicide squad and the um the four hour cut of revenge of the sith yeah that, but actually I don't think I realized. I don't think it was the Snyder Cut that opened these floodgates. Okay, what do you think it was? Sonic the Hedgehog. I wonder. Maybe this is a cynical part of me. Maybe I. Maybe if the right push, I'd start believing in crazy mm. conspiracy theories. Um, but how much of that might have been just cynical, like not just marketing? I don't know. May I, th- I disagree much- because they actually changed the release date. I don't think they planned to change the release date for Sonic right. the Hedgehog, and yeah. so and Sonic the Hedgehog, like it, it, it's actually done now. It's like one of the best video game movies. So when I say one of the best, I mean it's one of the highest grossing video game movies of all time, and it would have got more had it not been for yeah. Sorry the about pandemic. the best video game movie of all time. It's still Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> For those for those who can't see us, I look like I am sucking a lemon right now. Uh, that is, um, and I'm so happy for myself for causing that reaction because that's look, exactly what I was hoping it's for. It's the I best mean, bad movie that's ever been made. Imagine yes. if I turned around and said Super Mario Brothers. That would have been. <laughs> I mean, that's watchable garbage. I mean, that is such watchable garbage, though. I have seen Sonic the Hedgehog. Right, I've yes. seen Sonic the Hedgehog. You, and you told me this, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's it's all right. It completely ignores the actual, I say, the law of 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 Sonic's story and everything. But uh, it it's it, it's fun. It's very fun. Jim Carrey's brilliant. The voice of mm. Sonic is very good. And I thought James Marsden was gonna be absolutely awful in it, but he was actually very good. The the whole film works. It does work. Uh, but. And also, this is the thing, the fans petitioned, this is, this is the thing, I don't know if the Snyder, well, the Snyder Cut, there's another thing to go on with that, but I don't think that movie studios would be listening to the fans had Sonic done badly. If the fans had petitioned for it, they changed the character design, they released the film, and then the film does terribly, then I think movie studios would be like, you know what, we shouldn't listen to the fans ever again. But, but because it went yeah. well, it worked. People liked mm. the redesign and they, they liked the film when it came out. So they were like, hey, you know what? Maybe the fans do know what they, they, they like. But then, the, so, right. So interestingly, this is not going to be like the first time that, you know, you, we've seen a director's cut. Mm. I mean, you think about Superman 2. The Donner cut, the, yeah. The Donner cut. Um, likewise, uh, Apocalypse Now seems to be getting redone every couple of years. So. Even the other Zack Snyder film, Watchmen, the ultimate cut, where it's got yeah. all the animated stuff edited in and everything as well. And not not all of that is fan led. No. Uh, so no. you know, a lot of that is like the the, the, the directors themselves paying to do that, or mm-hmm. the studios going, we think there's a demand for it, or whatever. It's not like it's. I think what's interesting with the um, the Snyder one was like I remember when like they were buying the fans were buying billboards with hashtags tag release the Snyder Cut. Yeah, they were. Like they were. And I think I, I think the cast didn't help either when you've got like Jason Momoa going, I've seen the Snyder Cut, it's 
badass. Everyone should see it. And you're just like, shut up, Jason. And also, you can't have seen it because he never made this night. Yeah. Well, no, he did. He he seen he seen cuts like where yeah. where's where because because this is what was happening is where they would do like some screenings, um, and then the, 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 for the studio people and they'd be like. Hmm, maybe we should take Snyder off of this because this isn't actually going to work. Or I, I don't know. This is what we said there the other day is that they're not going to go, you know what, this movie looks brilliant. We should fire the director. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the thing. I think that's the fundamental point. And I think like what's, what's interesting is like it's, it's, there's, there's a weird ownership that goes on in, 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 in geek world from me uh, where it's like, we as geeks, as fans of things, we don't own those things. No. And I understand the attachments that we obviously I understand the attachments that we mm. like honestly, if like I would prefer if Jurassic Park was the only movie that was made. Absolutely. Maybe the Lost World. Yeah. But we I all wish pref- Terminator Three didn't exist. We all wish Terminator yeah. Salvation yeah, yeah. didn't exist. We all wish Terminator Genesis didn't exist. Maybe there was a time though where people didn't like Terminator Two. You know, mm. it's, it's, mm. you know, it's because it was like, how dare you make him the good guy? You yeah, know, some absolutely. fans just don't under. And this is going to sound mean, and I don't mean it to, but there are some fans who don't. They're not storytellers. They're story consumers. Yeah, and they don't know how to actually make a good story. And the thing, and we've we've said this about not just movies, with anything in the creative industry, fans don't know what they want until they get it. And and so it, yeah. It's, Terrible. And I think some, I think sometimes what we need to accept as fans is that sometimes we're just not going to like the thing that we're given. You know, mm. you know, it, it's you know we all waited for, uh, you know, I, I, I you know, I, you and I were the right age for the prequels when they came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those those movies should have been like, oh, these are amazing, and they came out and it was just like, oh no, right? You know, it was it was so disappointing. Do you know what? Looking back on them now as older and in comparison to the, yeah. the recent trilogy, I'm actually like, do you know what? They weren't that bad. You know, it's, they, 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 Attack of the Clones is awful, but Phantom yeah. Menace and Revenge of the Sith... There's They've still actually... got some terrible moments in them, though. There's some bad performances yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that, you know. But, but I wouldn't... I don't write them off as movies anymore. I, I no, like, not I, Actually, this, this is fine. And it's, I think, like, as fans, we've got to sometimes step back and go, right, do you know what? Um, this is not for me. I still yeah. have the thing that I love and, and I can still go and enjoy that, but this new thing isn't for me. I think all it is is it's a new thing for new fans and it's great. And you know what? If those new, if that brings in new fans who then go, hey, I've seen the new stuff. Mm. Why don't I check out the old stuff? Like Picard and Discovery in yeah. Star Trek. If they then go, hey, I want to watch some Next Generation to find out where Picard came from or some original exactly. series, exactly. stuff like that. And it takes them into more of the fandom, then we should be we should be celebrating the fact that even though we might not like that thing itself, that it's brought more fans into the fold yeah. and stuff like that. And I don't know. So I, I feel like what shouldn't be happening is we, sh- we shouldn't be like demanding that they remake things because we didn't like it. The thing I want to just say is we're, we're talking about, I don't want to like, um, bad mouth fans because not all fans are like this and you know not no, all fans no, are, no. but the other thing is it's this, this the Snyder Cut being made and this is why it's not going to be an entire factor for the Air Cut or the Star Wars Revenge of the Sith thing there's there's another there's well there's a couple of other factors in play that have caused this it's not just the fans that have got this um, film to actually 
be greenlit and, and, and be released. The other factors that are into play here is that it's only going to be released on HBO Max. Mm. So this is a brand new streaming service from like Warner, and Warner, they need Warner Media. They need content. Now, here's the other thing. They need content. They need original content that you can't get anywhere else. Problem is, is that the entire world is locked down because of a pandemic. Now, what they have is a nearly complete movie that they just need to spend about $20 million on. And all that's going to require, apparently, is voice work from the actors. So there's not going to be reshoots. It's voice work. Voice work can be done remotely. It's true. Yeah. Special effects can be done remotely. All of the editing can be done remotely. So this is something that you can still make during a pandemic. Nothing else can be put into production right now. Yep, yep. So yeah. this is another factor. So it's not just down to the fans. It's down to, this is all we got, guys. Like this is this is all we've got. So there, there's there's a there's a big, uh, you know, growing, uh, you know, almost like a mob with pitchforks and 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 torches, baying for blood so that this is released. Well, we'll get to please them, satisfy curiosity of other people, maybe make a bit more extra money without having to invest too much. Yeah, it's I, it's not just the fans that have done this. It's what's no, happening no, in the world. No, no, that you're doing you, you're well. absolutely right. And maybe you know, sometimes I feel it's 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 such a fine line to walk when you're criticizing sort of like you know stuff like this because I don't want to come down too hard on like you know I, again it, it comes down to gatekeeping as well in a mm -hmm. sense as well. It's like it's I'm I'm not here saying that you're not a true fan if you're criticizing. Yeah, actually, do you know what? It's fair for you to criticize and stuff like that. It's fair for you to also think this is be the greatest thing in the world and stuff like that. But also try maybe think about where you're thoughts are coming from think about like you know mm. why do you think this why what and you know i think maybe just pull it back a little bit you know not just because um this thing is happening doesn't mean it's going to fix the problems that were already there yeah you know that's that's the thing. like revenge of the sith was a flawed movie in, mm -hmm. in things just having a four-hour cut of it and also like my my whole thing about like what made great movies in the past was that you could tell a great story um, jurassic park is 90 minutes long you mm -hmm. can tell a great story in 19 minutes if you do it right. Yep. If you have to release a four-hour director's cut after the movie to help explain the movie, yeah. you've made a bad movie. Yes, absolutely. 100% agree. Right, absolutely. So, um, so it's no amount of cuts can fix the problem that was already there. Let's talk about some... Positive thing. Let's talk positive, yeah. yes. Yeah, because we, what we've done is just criticised everything that we love for a long time. I don't want that. Like, I want some positivity. You sent over... Oh, I didn't. Re I, I remember hearing about this, but um, Labyrinth sequel. Labyrinth sequel. Uh, Scott Derrickson directing it. Yeah. No. So he's... Finally, you know, he's left one magic thing to go to another magic thing. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I think he's a really good fit because before he was doing mm. Doctor Strange, he was making horror movies. Yeah. Uh, so he's very... Yeah, and Labyrinth, it, what is Labyrinth but a horror film with Muppets? It's... It, it kind of is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, it's absolutely. But I remember when I was watching it as a kid and the bit with, like, the um, the hands in the pit making the faces mm -hmm. and stuff like that, yeah. that freaked me out. Like it's, it's, it's horrifying, some of that movie. Even The Bog of Eternal Stench. I mean, yes, terrible, hilarious name, but kind of scary like that, yeah. that that whole scene because you don't want them to fall in and you're just like oh my god those puppets will take ages to clean <laughs> but it's, it's going to be an interesting one because like how, who do you cast you know um who takes david bowie's role and stuff well like that? I, I i i have some ideas on that i mean lots of people are going tilda swinton oh my god no, not for me. Like my first thought was like I, I think would be a good Jareth would be uh, David Tennant. 
Mm. I think would be a very good... Oh, that'd be an uh, interesting shout, yeah, yeah. I think he'd be very good, but I think in a lot of ways what you should do is... I think they should... It, whilst it might seem like a, a downer, but the Goblin King should be dead. And that's the point of the film. That's what sets off this story, is that the Goblin King is gone and he needs a replacement. Now, whether that be a grown-up Toby... Mm. Uh, you know the baby from 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 Labyrinth, whether it be him or Jennifer Connelly, and a friend of mine was saying that it should be like she should be the Goblin Queen, and, oh, and stuff okay. like that. So there's there's a lot of cool things that you could do with that story, uh, and I don't think it should be Jareth. I think it should be another uh, another villain. Uh, yeah, and you know even though Jareth, well he was a villain, but he wasn't like the worst villain. He just wanted but, to enslave a teenage girl. That's all. I think this is an example as well as like if they if they do it right, like it's going to be great. I think you know it's taking something that's already amazing and like you know doing something cool with it it's separate you know um i was a big fan of uh the tron legacy uh, I, I, love that. To yeah. tron. I love that um, film as well so i thought it was a really really good follow-up uh to that and it's like you know they, 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 they when they get it right like you can end up with sequels that are maybe not superior to the original but you know take it on you know yeah. uh, so before we finish up let's talk about one last thing what yeah? do you want to talk about what do you want to talk about so in Japan, right? Yeah, this is funny. <laughs> I love this story. This is a fantastic story. Um, they're going to be re-releasing Iron Man 3 to try and get people back into the cinemas. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the films. I th- I'm going to look up there because there's, there's more than Iron Man 3, but like, I just find it odd that of all of the films from the Marvel canon, that's the one you're going to pick? Iron yeah, Man the one 3? where Tony Stark is like suffering from PTSD. That we're all going to be suffering from PTSD after coronavirus. I think it's yeah. incredible. It's I love Iron Man three. I will defend it again. I will defend it to the death. No, I like Iron Man three. I think it's a lot better than people give it credit for because mm. it does it does stuff that you know. It's, as I say, with PTSD and mental health and stuff like that, that none of the other movies touch on. I think it's brilliant mm. um, and a lot of fun. Uh, so especially when he brings all the Iron Man suits out like brilliant Um, but yeah what do we think we would release to get people back into the UK cinemas do you know what I don't even think they need to re-release anything Uh, I mean they can re-release things I think James Bond will be enough if they release No Time to Die there are so many people that are itching to watch that film I'm going to counter that and say there is something they could re-release in terms of James Bond and yeah. everyone would flock to it. And that is Goldeneye. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Followed by, you watch the film, and hear me out, mm-hmm. hear me out, all right? Because they do this in some cinema screens now. Wait, let me, let me, let me, let me just guess. Is it going to be you watch Goldeneye and then you watch an entire YouTube channel of people playing Goldeneye on the N64? No, we give out N64s in the cinema. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so I'll tell you what then. To finish this off, right? <laughs> three films that you would re-release or release um, to get people back into the UK cinemas. To get people back into the UK cinemas. Uh, I won't say anything because it's not going to be like Endgame or Infinity War. Plenty of people went and saw that. They don't need to see that again. We've all seen it enough times. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll watch those films again and again, but not those. Uh, I would say something... It needs to be something fun. And it needs to be an experience. So I would probably, you know, I'd actually, it has to be family films as well, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. you want everyone to go out. To well, we're cinema. saying three films, so you could three do. films. Yeah. I would say I'd say re-release Sonic the Hedgehog. I would say okay. re-release that because not I don't think enough people went to see it, and I think it's a good fun film. Uh, I would also say this is my my personal personal one. I would love to go and see Rampage again in the cinema. <laughs> that film, I, I I like that film. 
Uh, and I'd also maybe actually Godzilla, King of the Monsters, because I want to, I never saw it in the cinema because I, I'd read such bad things about it. And then when I finally saw it, it was really good. I really liked it. And I'm annoyed right. I didn't see it on a big screen. So, yeah, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Rampage and Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Fantastic. Just big spectacle films because that's what you should see at the cinema. I'm going to stick with uh, Goldeneye. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, Goldeneye, mm-hmm. man. I think that's, 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 that's the way. Um, I am going to go with Goldeneye. For the kids, I'm going to say Shrek because everybody loves Shrek. Like, mm-hmm. that would get people back in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, I don't know. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? Like, it is. I'm going to say Shawshank Redemption. There you go. I've brought you back, yeah, back to the beginning, right? Like we were talking about <laughs> we it earlier. Yeah, we right? just come out of prison. We don't... Oh, my God. I want us to watch what it was like. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption, because it's the hope that kills you. <laughs>